the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Mrs. Robinson, you're trying to seduce me. <laughs> Aren't you? Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Just been revoked. Open the pod bay doors, huh? I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Because it is my name! I see Dave. Today, Junior? Ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Like scary. Uh huh. What's your favorite scary? The price is wrong, bitch. If uh, we have anyone watching, this was very uh, last minute thrown together. Thanks to one of us actually, uh, you know, being prepared and ready to go and the other one, not so much. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it is 100 percent me uh, on, at fault for that. Uh, I was going to be lazy and uh, Leslie was not allowing me to be lazy, 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 sorry, you know, mixing your name in with it now. Um <laughs> So, yeah, uh, we did have stuff planned, thankfully, to talk about this week. So at least <laughs> at least we're prepared. We have stuff to discuss. Um, as you can see, we've got the Adam Project to talk about. Uh, we got Picard episode uh, two and three to talk about, as well as the Obi-Wan trailer. And we're going to kind of um, we're going to play, I think, the Obi-Wan trailer on here. But uh, we're not going to play the audio just so we don't get uh, hit with copyright. And we're going to kind of like, because we've both seen the trailer, um, we're going to kind of talk about um, things that we pick up, things that we notice. Uh, I know that there's some controversy over how the uh, Inquisitors look. So I'm sure we will be discussing that as well. So, as usual, always, you know, like, share, subscribe, um, especially if you enjoy the content. Um, and to make sure that I want to do live streams more regularly on a Saturday than be lazy. I think, uh, as Leslie Knight, or Leslie knows, because we work together uh, at our day jobs, it's been a pretty busy and stressful period of time for us at our jobs. And I think that yeah. that's part of, like, I was just like, nah. I don't, I don't want to do any of this today, but, uh, yeah, our day jobs, it's, it's one of those, like, I feel like we always say it's busy, but like we had a lot of people like retire and, or like move to different departments within our company. Right. So there's just like the same amount of work and sometimes even increasing amounts of work and less people to actually do it. So, and it just seems to, to compile and uh, uh, just keep getting worse and worse and worse as time goes by. Yeah. More responsibility comes on us and everything like that. But um, yeah. Which is like, I got up and worked like five <laughs> hours this morning. Yay. And I did not. I played video games. <laughs> I am getting to, uh, and this won't really mean anything to you, but anyone watching that is uh, 
that it plays uh, Elden Ring, I've been getting massively addicted to it. And even though I'm terrible, and I've spent like 33 hours just purely farming souls to, to level up my character, and even then I'm not good enough. But hey, I'm progressing slowly. It's probably going to take me like two years to actually beat the game, but... Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of why this was a little rushed, uh, and I honestly don't. Well, expect, last minute. <laughs> yeah, and I don't expect any any big turnout for this one at all. But uh, we shall. It'll be the biggest turnout we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, I won't complain if that's the case. But uh, so, what um, what topic do you think uh, we should start with first? Uh, uh, let's start with Obi Wan. I feel like let's you just. Know, that's kind of where I figured we would go. So I'm going to go ahead and, uh, as long as it doesn't just immediately start playing here. Uh, yeah, we're already on mute. Okay, go. Pause. Uh, why are you not showing up? Got to get that taken care of. There we go. Even though it's off kilter for some reason, and I will fix eh. that. Uh, not that it matters too much, especially when it goes full screen here. Um, so, like we said, we're we're gonna um, probably pause and talk uh, talk about stuff as we come along with it. No audio, um, just for the sake of because trailers nowadays, which used to be safe to play on YouTube or any anything seem to now even when people are reacting are getting like hit with copyrights so yeah i think it's mostly it's the music and i don't know the music industry is just so racked with issues right that like i i don't have any good solutions for them i know that they're like this is it's kind of like they're trying so hard you know like that, that they've now are trying too hard and they're hitting everything that maybe even things that they shouldn't, you know, right. I, and but, we had, uh, we had one slight experience with that with, um, one, uh, or maybe it was even both of them with the, um, dark pictures, anthology video games, uh, where, when we got to the credits, so we like, we had no issue playing throughout the rest of the game, not even the opening song at the beginning, um, was even hit, but the end credit song, got hit with copyright claims afterwards and uh you know not like it matters that much because we're not monetized so we don't have to worry about that and it's and it doesn't right. really impact the channel too much at this moment but yeah it was one of those things where it's like oh, come on like it's not like i'm trying to rip off on the music or anything but uh, right we figured we better be safe than sorry especially when we're still new to the whole live streaming so uh, enough babbling let's go ahead and get started with it now, I, I think my big theory about this was that we're not spending all our time on Tatooine. And I think, oh, good. Well, at least yeah. the captions are on. So you can kind of get some of what the dialogue is. Um, <laughs> I like that we're doing like a Duel of the Fates that's playing with this going on. Yeah. Yeah. And it, 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 like even just throwing young Luke in there. Uh, I think yeah. this is kind of neat too. Well, this right here, I love this that it's like the sands of Tatooine, and then it's like dusting across the, across the, uh, the Lucasfilm logo. Love that. So I think here we're coming up to. I'm excited, uh, quite frankly. Uh, I'm excited to see them. But here, I here's... do. Yeah, he looks weird. I... <laughs> what else do you want to say? He looks weird. 
Well, and so there were a multitude of different things I've seen kind of come into factor with this. And for one, and I don't know this, maybe you're, you're more, cause I know you're more in tune to like the, the clone wars and Rebels stuff and, and stuff like that, that I'm not as tied into, but like everyone is saying he's Utapawan and I don't ever remember his species being identified, especially as Utapawan. Um, which were the guys that, you know, like when Obi-Wan goes to uh, track down. The... Right. He does look like them. He looks like them, but I he don't. He does. It, he's never. It, no, nothing, I, as far as I know, has ever been like strictly said. This is where he's from. But he right. does very much look like them. So that's so... the major complaint I've seen is like he looks nothing. Well, he looks like them, but he looks nothing like them in comparison to like to the movie. Revenge of the Sith. Um, yeah, I, the thing for me that looks weird about him is that his head is looks so wide and thick. Yeah, like I feel like he needs it needs to look skinnier. Right, because it's it is like in the context of of the show, it's um, it is longer, it's more elongated than it is yeah. like normal. Well, looking. that's that's also a difficult thing when people are trying to compare to Rebels because Rebels is purposefully stylized. Yeah. Like to and I'm his name is escaping me right now, but it's his style. Um and it's purposeful like they chose that and to stylize the entire cartoon to his art style. Uh, are you talking and, about uh, Ralph McQuarrie or There we go. Yes. Okay. They they that was a purposeful choice. So yes, it's a cartoon, but also it's a purposely stylized cartoon. Right. Take on all of those. So I think if you have that image of just the rebels one in your head of course, it's not going to match that. So I think he could potentially look a little bit more like Revenge of the Sith um, characters. It's just for me, his his face is like a little too wide. Like they need to like, like they went this way and they should have gone, you know, so like a little skinnier. What I read and whether this is true or not, or they're just coming up with excuses to, you know, excuse <laughs> bad makeup. Uh, it was because of the heat. And where they were filming and they didn't mm. want the actors to get, you know, heat stroke and stuff like that. So they made some compromises. And quite frankly, like, yeah, you're making that jump from cartoon animation to live action. I don't expect yeah. it to be a one to one comparison. Right. It just, you know, you'll just get over the fact that he looks a little funky. Yeah. Because, I mean, even the other one, the one with the hat, they've also complained about as well. See, I thought he even looked better. I don't know if that's supposed to be the one from Rebels or not, though. See, I even like, love that it... we got Joel Edgerton back as uh, Uncle Owen. Um, and I believe the um, the African-American actress uh, that's playing a, an Inquisitor, I can't remember if she was introduced in Fallen Order or not. But I this has a real uh, potential to have uh, Cal Kestis from that game potentially show up. But this is where, like I was talking about, I don't think he's going to be solely on Tatooine throughout most yeah, of the it, show. It doesn't look like it. Which makes me happy because you sit there and you go, how do you do even just a six episode miniseries and just stay on Tatooine and have him stay isolated, not like do anything well, with his Jedi abilities and stuff like that. And not even talking about just Obi-Wan, but the fact that we just got off Boba Fett and we did nothing but kind of sit on Tatooine for, right, you know, right. it, it just kind of, you sat there with a couple seasons of the Mandalorian and we sat there with Boba Fett. It's kind of like, we're kind of getting to the place now where we want to, you know, 
ship out, go explore a little bit. Like not freaking everything happens on Tatooine. Like how does everything important happen there when it's like in the outer rim and it's, you know, pretty much nowhere. Right. And (laughs) like, there's nothing saying that he stayed on Tatooine the entire like 19 years. Right. So I I mean, I think it, it allows for more um, story growth and potential and, I know every also everyone's because it's been the kind of funny meme is how does he go from uh, Ewan McGregor to Alec Guinness in 19 years? <laughs> but hey, maybe maybe watching a young Skywalker does it, you know, so I think that was pretty much <laughs> it to the trailer. Uh, I do like that they have his lightsaber as the eye. Oh, yeah. Yeah. At Kenobi. I like that. Uh, so, yeah, it's coming up here pretty soon. I mean, I'm really excited for it. I think it's going to be uh, what did it say? Did it say March or May? I think it said May. Uh, yeah, May 25th, yeah, May. so um, very excited, and I know it says limited series, but I, I, there's rumblings that maybe they'll do more, um, and there's... Well, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to, before I forgot, I wanted to talk about the fifth, I don't know if that's the fifth brother or fifth sister or seventh brother, no, it's the fifth brother and seventh sister. I don't know if that's them or not, like from Rebels. Uh, I think it is. Well, my, my only thing about that being them is suffering from the issue of, I already know what happens to them. Yeah. But I mean, we already know what happens to Obi-Wan too. So. Well, right. But he's, <laughs> he's the point of the show <laughs> and, and we have them and it's kind of like, well, I already know what happens to those two. Like I'm trying to remember where I know they popped up in here. Yeah. You, it, they're only, he's only there yeah, for like right, a second. Right. Her, here's her. I think. Yeah, but I don't feel like that's the same girl. Um, but I do think that he looks like the fifth brother with yeah, his funky so, head right there. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm sure you know more more will come, and I mean this is the only trailer we've got right now. So like, yeah. and quite frankly, I don't I don't need any other trailer. Um, this no, I'm gonna watch me. Kenobi. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need another trailer to convince me to watch it. Like you said, you were doing it. I didn't even need a trailer at all. Just tell me when it's coming up, you know, Um, when are you dropping it? uh, Um, the other controversy that we were hearing about was whether or not he's going to meet with Darth Vader. I don't know if he will or not. I don't know because I was personally thinking just, you know, as a, just me theorizing, Everybody's hearing Darth Vader that, you know, his breathing over the, you know, what is they played at the end? I think the very, very end. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean to me that Obi-Wan and Vader are going to have on-screen fight. It could, but hear me out when they're like, this is going to be a showdown of the century, blah, blah, blah. But I don't feel like they've said between who are we going to get mall back uh no um there well <laughs> he doesn't have to he, he knows he doesn't have to he do, he only learns that he's on tatooine in rebels and obviously this is set a little before that so he doesn't have to meet him there so, you know he can meet him off world somewhere uh originally because as because uh, you know there's always controversy with <laughs> with the fans of the show and Kath and I don't like Kathleen Kennedy. I want to, I want to be very clear about that. So I'm not like Kathleen Kennedy, uh, guardian or anything like that, but, um, they originally had Maul intended to be in the show. 
they rewrote the scripts because the scripts were too dark, so they wanted to be more hopeful. And they replaced Maul with Vader because allegedly, like, Ray Park did some stuff that Kathleen Kennedy or, or people at Disney were like, nope, we're not having him reprise his role. Um, well, they had him do the motion capture for Clone Wars. It was, it was, uh, it was post Clone Wars. So like it's, it's happened since season seven. I, th- I, I mean, I'm not too familiar on it. It has to involve, I don't, I don't keep up with anything happening and, Right, it in, it involves an ex-wife and like a dirty divorce and stuff like that, and and him being a little vindictive. But like honestly, I don't care because that's his personal life, and you know that's it's it's I, if I were to see Ray Park in anything, I'm not gonna say, oh hey, there's that sob, you know who blah 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 blah. Like I'm looking at him at for, for his technical aspect as a stunt coordinator and stunt fighter. Um, but yeah, and and so here. Well, I, they couldn't just have um, what's his name do it. I mean, obviously, it wouldn't be the same level of stunt. Uh, Sam Witwer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we're not privy to those conversations, apparently. So you know. You, uh, you know, that, well, that's one of the. You just get a really good body double to do the stunt and let Sam Witwer do it. Yeah, um, he's so a voice anyway. It, it's it's one of those things of like I I kind of want after I see what we get in May I do kind of wish or hope that we could see what those original scripts are especially like if the show bombs and it's complete garbage like I want to know <laughs> if it would have yeah. been a better show but I I think um because even Ewan's talked about it where uh you know it was like electric to be on set and filming scenes with uh, Hayden again. I think like we'll see probably a, a, a duel between them, but I'm thinking it's going to be more on the, along the lines of a force dream or like the cave on Dagobah um, where they're not actually meeting person to person because of the constraints of a new hope. So we'll see. I mean, the, the thing they have to be really careful and so far they've been pretty respective is Canon and timeline there have been some things that have gotten a little wonky, but uh, for the most part, nothing's broken a timeline completely. That mm-hmm. uh, I, I think like that's the route that they're going to go with it. Now, um, now that I look at this, he looks more Utapawan because of the teeth and yeah. all, all the lines. Yeah, but, like, and I even think that the image from the trailer looks like that. He's just, his head is wider. It, it's, yeah, and it's more shrunk down because his head, like, comes to a curve here versus all the way up here. Um, but yeah. again, like, that comes to the constraints of, well, you've got an actor. You've got to watch out for the health of the actor when you're filming. And if they can't move and do the action scenes, well, you got to make some compromises. So, you know... Regardless, um, I'm very excited for it. I think it's going to be better than than what people are maybe afraid. Because I know a lot of people were upset when they heard about the rewrites and stuff like that. But, you know, we're living in a pretty doom and gloom time that something being (laughs) a little bit more hopeful uh, doesn't upset me, you know? (laughs) So, um, yeah, that's it's it's neither here nor there for me. uh, I'll I'll judge it when it comes out, and I will you know, if I think it's crap, I'll say it's crap. If I think it's good, <laughs> I'll say it's good. I think that that's where we're kind of at a detriment uh, with our podcast because we won't take those 
hard line in the sand that most people shock jock yeah, yeah just like oh so we can say this we gotta get you to click our link exactly um so it's it's just one of those things where it's like i will judge it based on the content of when it comes out and i can view the series as a whole and therefore determine whether or not it's good or it's just complete garbage um but I, I just, I right now, based off of what we've seen, I don't have any inclination that it's going to be complete, complete trash. Um, so I don't really have anything else to say. I mean, that's just kind of a surface view of, hey, we saw yeah. the trailer, um, and I think this is going to be potentially really good. I'm really excited for it, and I think, at least I know, like you and McGregor is going to bring his A game to it, even if the script is complete crap. I think his performance is going to save it to some extent for me. And I just, when you said that, I was just thinking, see the prequel trilogy to see how <laughs> Ewan McGregor brings his A game. <laughs> well, and I, you know, and I still, I, I mean, I like him better now, but I still just remember when I went in theaters and saw, saw, uh, uh, Phantom Menace, I was like, Oh, I hate him. I don't like him as Obi-Wan. <laughs> and then I don't know what, because he's he's done nothing outside of okay he was a padawan in phantom menace and then mm -hmm. he's a jedi master for the rest that we see him so there really was no, like no real big transition change in what he did with his character uh or or even acting but like something happened when i got to attack the clones where i was like oh no he's he's fantastic like never never get rid of him he got the costume change he didn't have the <laughs> terrible haircut yeah i don't understand the padawan haircut but that's whatever um all right so let's uh let's uh move on to our next uh topic because i i honestly don't know how long we'll spend on it we <laughs> probably spend more time on adam project than anything um but let's talk about uh picard season two episodes two and three um i think um so far right now i think it's uh it's been good um mm -hmm. i've i'm not overly disappointed you and i talked about um about episode three uh, you saw it before i did and yeah um you kind of gave me a, a, an idea of what to expect but i still even with what you had said i still wasn't completely disappointed with it but let's let's uh... yeah i wasn't uh, disappointed with it i just didn't feel like it did much, much. and which yeah. we don't disagree we both don't really disagree on um, yeah. but let's uh let's talk about episode 2 first um once i pull it up here on my phone um <laughs> Yeah, episode two was kind of establishing where everybody is after um, Q, you know, snapped them all. Right. Um, you know, the um, Borg Queen was assimilating the Stargazer. So episode two is called Penance, and this is where Picard and Q really have, I mean, it really just opens up with their, basically their whole kind of discussion about what's going on. And mm -hmm. um, the main thing to take away from this scene between uh john delancey and patrick stewart is q is not okay oh, he's a little off yeah he's he's a lot more angrier uh and i think a little bit more demented because he was always yeah. a little bit you know <laughs> de demented but i think he's even right. more so now 
Yeah, I was trying to remember where we left off with Q, because we left off with him in Voyager, mm-hmm. and he had his kid, and then there was like that civil war and that trial of the other Q who wanted to be allowed to die, and they had that whole trial thing, which allowed him to then go ahead and die. And they had had his kid, because like I guess there hadn't been another Q in how many ever millennia. So it was like shaking things up like that. But that's kind of like where we left them. So I'm not really entirely sure. I'm like, does that have an effect on them? You know, the being allowed to die now, knowing that you can procreate. Like, he aged himself up on purpose to match Picard. So, like, I don't feel like it's an aging thing with him. Unless something has happened with the Q that they now want to age. I'm not entirely sure. Because I'm always trying to figure out, what is Q trying to teach Picard this time? Like, teach, you know, what's his lesson he's trying to do? Right, because even in episode two, he's like, you you still haven't learned. Like, you still haven't learned the lesson and whatever the grand lesson is for for him. Um, But, you know, you bring up an interesting point, and I would find this, this would be interesting. I don't know that they're going to go this route, but what if... He's the only cute because I don't remember the specifics of that trial and that episode from Voyager because it's it's been a while and I haven't on my revisit of Voyager. I haven't gotten that far yet. Um, but what if he's the last Q? What if yeah, the rest, what if the of, rest the, of them decided? Yeah, what if the rest of the continuum decided, hey, we do want to age. We do want to die. And now at this point, he's the last Q and it's driven him insane. Because I get the idea he's either got like a form of dementia or insanity um, that is causing him to lash out in this type of manner or form. Um, so it's going to be really interesting. I just wonder, the only thing about that is I wonder about his son. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why would the son who hasn't even lived as long as he has do that? Right, yeah. I, like I said, it, it's 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 a theory that I have. I don't know yeah. if that's going to be what they actually decide to do with it. Or well, not. yeah, because I don't even know if they'll mention that or not. Because I don't know that Picard ever knew about the kid. It was just Janeway. I don't know that he ever, right. you know. Um. So what's also really good, like like I like we had kind of predicted. We expected episode two. And you can go mm-hmm. back to our our live stream where we talked about episode one. That episode two would spend pretty much its entire time in this new future uh, or new timeline, rather. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, having them figure out what's going wrong. But what they do differently than what we are normally used to, because you go, oh, it's going to be the mirror universe and blah, 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 blah. And then we find out, actually, no, this is their timeline. But something has changed specifically in their timeline. It's no longer the Federation. It's the Confederation. Earth is hanging on, like, on life support, um, and they have just done nothing but conquer, which I don't know. I don't think people liked this when I saw some people talking about it, but, like, portraying Picard as being the cutthroat kind of killer general. And I liked that because it is so counter to the Picard we know. So when yeah, he like, has that's the, the whole horror, point. Yeah. Yeah, the horror when he sees the trophy room. And mm-hmm. you have all the skulls and you have Martog's skull and all of that, which, of course, I saw people going, oh, it's the it's the discovery version of Klingon. It doesn't match, you know, Martog's uh, skull from uh, DS9 and Bob. I'm like, OK, just 
it's a skull. Just get <laughs> calm over down. It. Yeah, yeah it's, like it's, it's a prop. Like let's calm down. They do have an issue with something with the Klingons, and that's why we haven't seen war for anything. But like, just deal with it, please. Like I get it. Discovery left a bad taste in everyone's mouth, and it's it's getting better. Uh, I've watched the first two episodes of the newest season of Discovery, and I I don't hate it. Uh, but there's still issues with it. Uh, you know, the same with any show. I mean, this show is not perfect either, but I think that this one still tries to stay in line with next generation and sticking with that timeline. Mm. Um, so we also find out, you know, seven is the president of the Confederation and my God, I hated her husband. <laughs> and all because like, even for like the most part, I was even going, is this her husband? Because like, He's her aide, right? Like, he's not really yeah. anyone of power, and he follows her around everywhere. But I got so annoyed by dear, 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 dear. <laughs> and if I if I have time enough, I will make a super cut from the episode on how many times he calls her dear he throughout says the dear. Episode, episode. It was just that annoying for me. Um, but you know, we get wherever everyone kind of else is at, uh, you know, we see yeah, where they is, ended up. is yeah. kind of like, of course, everyone's all not sure what's going on. Uh, uh, Eleanor is kind of part of a rebel cell. Um, Rafi is a commander with like hunting them down. Rios is basically killing Vulcans in space, uh, <laughs> and destroying yeah. Vulcan, um, and uh, Girardi is working at the Capitol or whatever. Um, and ever, of course, everyone rightfully confused uh, Picard being the only one who kind of knows what's going on. Uh, and we also get it's what was it? Execution day. Um, yeah. Uh, it's eradication, eradication day. day. That's it. Um, yeah. So, you know, they're trying, they're celebrating their, uh, eradication of their enemies right and which again like it's so counter to it's even i think worse than the terran empire uh because even though the terran empire was humans first they just enslaved like just enslaved races they didn't just eradicate them whereas yeah you have some romulan slaves and stuff here but their real goal was like no we're wiping everyone else only humans are allowed uh, so it's really nice that it it doesn't fall into that uh, easy route of just going, oh, we're just going to do another Mirror Universe episode. Yeah, just, yeah. And uh, yeah, it just, I've, I've really liked it. And, you know, not to, just because as the episode goes along, you know, they find out that it is their actual timeline thanks to the Borg Queen that they have. Um, right locked away yeah of of all the things i mean i guess i should have known from the trailer but i was like i wasn't expecting the borg queen to be rolled out in a tube right you know detached from her legs <laughs> and um and she's kind of split creepy of the, well <laughs> not only creepy but like split because of the distortion within time and being disconnected from the hive but she is the one who can tell them that there has been a, a, a temporal incursion or whatever that has caused this a divergence within the timeline. So the plan becomes let's steal the Borg Queen. Uh, and I love that Picard references uh, Kirk's maneuver, you know, to go back and yeah, time. to go around. Yeah. Um, um what, yeah. at that scene, cause I think we're getting into like episode three and two together, but in that, 
in that scene where they're waiting to get teleported, you know, and they're like, he's standing there with the phaser, you know, waiting, kind of like, how long can I draw this out? But I just like that it's just kind of the visual, the vibes that I was getting from that scene was like, it reminds me of of Farpoint or Farpoint Station, whatever that first episode is, oh, where yeah. we first meet Q when he at the trial and everybody's like, rah, rah, you know, and cheering and screaming and stuff. And I'm like, I know this isn't the same time, like, cause it's obviously a different point in the timeline and all that good stuff. But I just like the vibe of it. You know, you have this angry bloodthirsty mob who's all cheering while, you know, a few people are kind of standing. It just kind of reminded me of that. And I just like the aesthetic of like, you know, we have Q, we have the board, we're having all these classic next generation things and this scene kind of even has that same feel from the first episode. Yeah, it you actually, know. you know, now you bring it up, I didn't even think about it. But yeah, you're you're absolutely correct. Like it, it does give that vibe of of kind of being that bloodthirsty crowd who just wants to see blood spilled, essentially. Yeah. Um, and then of course they start like quieting down the longer he takes to pull the phaser and and shoot her. Um, but the one thing, and this is kind of now I wonder because it's it's shown here in the trailer. I wonder if the Watcher is a Vulcan, um, because like I don't know. We I mean, and I only say that because it it just popped up here. To, you know, once it works its way back around in the loop, it, it, you'll see it. But oh, I, like with the little kid. Yeah, I, I um, I don't know how I like that concept. Uh, that there's someone in twenty uh, what was it what twenty twenty four twenty twenty four yeah that uh, is observing and or is using time travel technology like I I just I don't know how I feel about that um, I don't know if a Vulcan makes sense to me for that because I feel like they're such rule followers and I feel like that would be breaking some sort of rule for them well unless it's like. Unless it's one of those, like, I'm trying to figure out what happened to save my people. Right. Like, as if you get it, you know, go back to Enterprise and you have the temporal wars and stuff like that. Um, right. It, it could be something revolving around that. But, yeah, it's I, I just I don't know how I feel about that. It feels very kind of contrived to just be like, OK, you know, we're going to spend about two episodes, maybe in 2024, uh, maybe three episodes and. Uh, the focus is finding this watcher and having them help us get fix what's whatever went wrong. Cause we still don't know what happens. We just know something happens to set mm -hmm. them down this path. And only the watcher is going to be someone who knows uh, how to fix it, I guess. Um, yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm okay with that concept. I just don't know how I feel about it being a Vulcan. <laughs> yeah. And they'll have to give, they'll have to, I'm sure they'll flesh it out and explain it to us in the coming episodes. See, I, like, this is the only reason why kind of why, what, uh, what else would a Vulcan be doing there? Right. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, again, it's pure speculation. I, I just, it's whatever, you know, I, I it's, yeah, it's until they tell us who the watcher is, uh, you know, I'll reserve my judgment on it, but it's one of those things where I'm like, eh, it's a little contrived. <laughs> but we'll we'll see how it goes. Well, just as it, it's scrolling through and we can see that um, some of these things are obviously going to be happening here in the, the next episode or the episode after, um, like getting Rios out of yeah. jail because he just got arrested. The thing with episode three for me is that I just don't feel like we did anything except more exposition, not necessarily exposition, but just, OK, now we're here. 
now we're we're together, like getting this plan, and we're kind of going here and doing this and doing that, but we're all just kind of like nothing. I don't feel like a lot happens. It was just a setup episode. Yeah. So to to round off episode two, so we can go into episode three. Uh, you know, basically it ends. They're they're on uh the La Serena and uh, they're getting ready to go. And of course, the husband and his uh, trio of guards managed to beam on board. <laughs> and that's where the episode ends. I yeah. wasn't quite thrilled with the episode ending there. Um, it made it made for like a good cliffhanger and it made me want mm-hmm. to go, OK, I want episode three. But I also just didn't. It felt like there needed to be about another five minutes of the show to before we ended. It just felt very kind of abrupt. They pulled the phasers. You cut the credits. Uh, <laughs> it is what it is. But um, yeah. So then getting into episode three, you know, they quickly resolve that. We do the time travel. Uh, we crash. Yeah, because we're, we're doing the making a plan. Here, you're going here. You're going there. Eleanor. Uh, oh, we did forget to kind of talk about that. And also spoilers, if you have not yeah, watched. Major episode, spoilers. Yeah, episode two or three. Eleanor gets shot and... Elnor basically dies. I don't think he's going to remain dead. Um, but, you know, as far as we know, he he's dead. Um, yeah, and it's kind of crazy to me that I feel like he can't remain dead because it's like second episode of, right. you know, basically it's like season two and it's like, man, did, like, did the actor have to drop? Or, you know, is this just like he's going to be back at the the last half well, of the season? And I like, feel like even like with some of these scenes we're seeing in the trailer, like, I don't feel like we've seen those scenes yet. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's one of those scenes where it's like, hmm, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, because all of these, I feel like most of these can be from the first half. There's only a few that I feel like might be from the later half of the And of those the would be, uh, I would say, uh, the uh, Dr. Soong and Q uh, bits. Yeah, and Dr. Girardi in the red dress. Yeah. And that um, comes across. So, like, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, there's definitely more to come for sure. And um, yeah. So the big kind of split between the crew is Picard wants to protect the Borg Queen because she's kind of their only way back, uh, as far as they know. You know, that's it's their only known way of getting back. While the rest are kind of not thrilled with that, especially Seven and definitely Rafi. Uh, so yeah. we split up the crew. Rios, uh, Rafi, and Seven go into where are they at? Uh, are they in Los Angeles? Los uh, Angeles, yeah. yeah. Los Angeles. And uh, Girardi and Picard stay aboard the ship, trying to revive the Borg Queen. Um, Can I just say, mm-hmm. like, I just feel like it's so very stereotypical that Rios just ends up in like an immigration clinic, like. I'm like, well, really? I, I don't know. I'm like, it might turn out good, but also I'm like, really? He's me, the one. I like, I get it, but also, come on. Let me take it a step further. Why is he the one who gets, you know, teleported wrong to where he immediately has to fall and land a concussion? Like, right? <laughs> you know, Rafi's fine. She takes out the mugger. Seven's fine. She gets labeled a superhero. Rios gets a freaking concussion. Like, right. What, like immediately. What happened? Well, like, I, I don't, I, because I feel like they're purposely, I mean, obviously when you're writing the story, there has to be different complications that happen. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like 
writing him getting the concussion and being taken in is the complication that happens so that they can go. Now he's here with the, the in the, a little low income clinic, blah, blah, blah. That's going to have an immigration thing and he's going to get arrested. He's Hispanic or Latin or whatever. And ha 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 ha. And I'm like, is that really all there is to Because there's got to be more to it. Otherwise, it's marketing people checking boxes. And yeah. that's my big thing. That's it, my big thing with when I complain about lazy writing or whatever. It's not that I don't want to hear diverse stories. It's that I want you to do it well and not go, I have to check a box. So I have a gay character and I have a lesbian character and I have a this character and I have an afternoon. Like, and they're just going, check, 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 instead of actually writing something good. So you're bringing up a uh, Sorry. Of, <laughs> no, you're, you're fine because you're, you're bringing up uh, a point I, I kind of want to make because I, I don't disagree with your assessment of the setup for that, but I really did enjoy the scenes. Uh, I yeah, thought, I like the scene. Um, but it was a little too real world, real time problems that like kind of meant to preach to you. But I, I also didn't feel like it was overly preachy. But yeah, let's take the Hispanic actor character. Let's stick mm-hmm. him in a, an, an illegal clinic. uh and, or just low-income clinic. Or a low-income clinic that's doing, quote-unquote, illegal work, even though I have I, I don't agree with illegal immigration. But, like, at the same time, I am not going to uh, denigrate a clinic that is taking it upon themselves to help them out, like, with health care and stuff like that. Because, you know, people get hurt. People need help. And I understand. Like, I understand that plight. But... Um, yeah, it, it does feel contrived and it is one of the points where it's like, it, yeah, cause it still bugged me that Rios is immediately the one who gets hurt is, you know, sh- he's the one who's getting arrested. He's the one they're going to have to break out of jail. Whereas everyone yeah. else is like, Hey, we're fine. Like I, I, uh, <laughs> I disarmed the, the, this guy and I stole his like $400, even though he's a mugger and probably shouldn't have like $400, but whatever. Right. Like, I guess he's been doing a lot of mugging today. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was one of those things where it's like, it was a little too real world. And I'm not saying Star Trek hasn't done real world issues before because they have, but they've been more, oh, yeah, clever, they always have, but they've been more clever about it. I just, I just want there to be more to it than just that. Like, yeah. ha let's do this and show this. Like, if that's all there is to it, then that's really disappointing. If there's a little more to it, a little more, like, we get something else out of it or something, I don't know, a connection to somebody, maybe to this kid in the woods, I don't know. Well, Because that just came across. I'll take it a step further, because my mind was thinking, um, this is maybe an ancestor of Rios. Like that, this could be okay. Yeah, like something yeah, could be like cause, to him because there was like you know I don't if, especially if it ends up being like an ancestor I don't want there to be like a romantic connection obviously <laughs> between him and the doctor but there was that right. fun connection he had with the doctor and her son like I yeah. love the whole uh, with the cookies yeah the cookies and the badge yeah. it's like oh oh wait do you do you want some cookies and, okay how about <laughs> how about the trade and so yeah it was. Yeah. A, like like I said, like the the scenario was contrived and yes. poorly written, but the scene in of itself was, it was actually very well acted, very yeah. well acted and very enjoyable. Like, it, it, you know, and I like that he tried to uh, provide her cover and just wasn't thinking about, oh, my hand is bandaged. Obviously, they're going <laughs> to notice it because like he did a very convincing kind of, hey, we've got a patient. We got to take care of him. Like, do what you got to yeah. do, but let's let's get out of here and help this patient out. And, of course, just not thinking forward enough. 
uh, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> so let me let me ask you about this, because this is the other scene where I liked it and I didn't like it at the same time. And that mm-hmm. is the uh, semi assimilation of Girardi. Yeah, I had similar feelings about that. I I kind of ish liked it, but mostly not just I don't know. There's something to me that just feels a little bit off about she wasn't able to assimilate her that fast. Yeah. Like, I feel like assimilation would have been a lot faster, but, oh, I resisted. And also, I'm a little bit worried about them doing a sort of, like, Girardi in the Borg Queen body, Borg Queen in Girardi's mm-hmm. body thing. Yeah, because I think I'm we're going to get it. I'm not a total uh, the fan red, of. The, the red dress scene is like, yeah, you know, I'm... when you pointed it out, I'm like, oh, that's that's going to be like a Borg Queen is still messing around in there because like the yeah, board queen just, wasn't I don't even know. thrilled I feel like, like, like yeah, she wasn't just, thrilled with the outcome so yeah I'm not sh- I don't I don't know because then you have the whole like you've impressed me and it's mm-hmm. like what yeah. that that really feels contrived to me that feels like fan fiction contrived of yeah. like I'm inserting my OC and look now I've impressed the main character that I love the best like so I'm not entirely sure how I feel about that one. Yeah, cause like, because like, go ahead. I, I was just, I, I, I don't know, because I do know that like in Voyager, people really felt like, oh, we really took the claws out of the Borg, you know, and took their teeth away. And I'm like, man, I don't feel like we totally did there. But, you know, seeing something like this, where it's like, yeah, okay, well, maybe, you know, the Borg Queen's been disconnected for a while, whatever, and she's not like up to 100% or something. I just feel like everything else we've seen is like you get shot with the tubule mm-hmm. and you immediately start getting the little things yeah, in the nano text or contact. whatever. First like, contact with a show is how quick so, it it's is. It's not like just a, just a slow, like little, I'm going to sit here while we talk. Cause that kind of reminded me of the Sarek scene mm-hmm. when Picard has like, you know, some of his mind so that he can have a stable mind while he's going and doing whatever he was doing in that episode. But like, they're kind of having that talk. I don't know. I just, and I felt like it was, it took too long. Yeah. That was another part of why it's like, it felt so long because we've seen assimilation before and it is fast. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, and like it, it also, I think what didn't help with, with the length of it was it kept getting broken up. So every time like something would happen, we just jumped to uh B team. Somebody else. And, and in Los Angeles. And then we jump back for like half a minute and then we jump right back to B team again. Um, mm-hmm. but I will say like my fate, my favorite part out of the scene was when, you know, all oh, the board Queen's like, Oh, you didn't get anything. And then she's like, Hey computer, open up file shit. I stole from the board queen. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I like that. I, I like that part. But yeah, I'm when, when the board queen is like, you don't know what you've done. This is, this is going to be a problem. I don't know what that means. Like, yeah, it, it, it's cause like, obviously we might get like a split personality between Girardi and the Borg queen, but like we already got that with Gir- Girardi in season one, when she was right. the, the spy who didn't know she was a spy. Like we don't need to go through those same motions again with uh, her. Yeah. Right. Um, so that pretty much like kind of like wraps the episode up. You've got uh, you know yeah. Seven and Rafi meet up. They can't find Rios offhand because of where Rios is at. Uh, they kind of start pinpointing down where the Watcher is. Girardi gets the coordinates, and 
and Brios gets like arrested, and that's pretty much where it <laughs> right. is. So that's why it's like this episode felt like really long, and that like we didn't really do anything. Yeah, it's it's definitely set up, and if they can't pay off on the setups that they've done with this episode with episode four, it becomes more of an issue because mm-hmm. like I I think what did I say? Like half of it felt like it was pushing the story forward, and the other half felt like it was doing nothing. Yeah, um, and yeah it's again i don't want although i liked i liked 2024 more than i thought i was going to like 2024 because that was my big concern from the get-go i still don't want to spend more than three episodes in 2024 like including this episode yeah so like this episode and maybe the next episode and then the episode after that we're getting out of 2024 right yeah um because they do have the coordinates for the Watcher now. So, like, then it's going to be... They have to go find them. Find the Watcher, prevent what was going to happen, and get then Rios get Get Rios out of jail. Right. <laughs> right. Which obviously should come with the next episode. So, um, yeah, it's it's just one of those things of, like, it, it, you got a show, and it is it is releasing week to week. So it's not like we can just binge it and go, oh, okay, right. that's what they had intended for it. So Right. Um, which quite frankly, I don't hate that it's a week to week show because I can barely keep up with shows that do release all their episodes, (laughs) uh, at one time. So, um, I don't have much else to say about the episodes. Uh, if we want to wrap it up and talk about our scores, do we know how many, how many we're getting this season? 10, same same as season one. Okay. I I wasn't sure. So, uh, you know, there's still plenty of room because we're barely you know we're not even halfway through yet so we've still got a lot of wiggle room oh this was one thing i wanted to to talk about too because i remember uh because of there's the line from the borg queen or the borg uh whatever it is in in episode one where she says picard look up or whatever and people were speculating that that's picard's mother and how could it be picard's mother because she never left earth well we got time travel right now and we don't know what we're doing. Not that she's alive in 2024, but like, right. We don't know quite yet what's going to happen context wise. So potentially a result of all of this happening is what either she gets involved or something happens from, you know, just even this assimilation with Girardi and stuff like that, 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 that yeah, phrase. who is this with the necklace that grabs this necklace that comes through in the trailer? Like that might be her. We don't know. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's just one of those things of like, you know, don't judge it on something that we haven't so been given. Right. Like it's one thing to be like, how, and then if they never answer it and it, and it is his mother and they never talk about how it's his mother, then yeah, that's a problem. But wait till you get to episode 10 and see if they ever answer that. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, well, I'm going to go ahead into my scores once I switch this back over here. Um, <laughs> so I think I'm going to give episode two, uh, four and a half because I really did enjoy it. I liked seeing the alternate, uh, reality um, with everyone and kind of getting different than the mirror universe, you know, typical thing that we typically see. Uh, and I just thought it was a very good setup, especially giving us a, um, a Q who is maybe slightly or a lot deranged uh, <laughs> and, and seeing where that's going to go or what is the lesson 
because uh, you and I kind of talked about it, that it could be something about overcoming that fear of um, his own emotions, his own emotions and opening up and and actually like loving but someone. I'm also kind of because, you know, I'm conspiracy theory with the wall, <laughs> you know, and the strings. It's like he's like, you never learned the lesson. And I'm right. like, the lesson he was trying to teach you in episode one. What yeah. was it? You know, well, and like, I've got to go back and rewatch all the Q episodes. Yeah, we, we, we still <laughs> and it's like, well, if you've been trying to teach it for 30 years, obviously you're not a right. good teacher. <laughs> Well, I'm um, just thinking, I'm like, oh, you know, we got to go back and see Troy in that crazy outfit and going oh, yeah. like joy and gratefulness or whatever at the end. Like, we got to go back and watch Encounter at Farpoint. Um, and then with episode three, I think I'm just going to go ahead and give it uh, three and a half. I mean, like, I kind of reserve right to change it based on how episode four turns out. Um, because, <laughs> like, again... It's not bad in of itself. It's got some issues with the writing uh, and some of the pacing between A team and B team. Um, but it just didn't, like you said, it just didn't do much to yeah. move us forward in the narrative. Um, I would probably go ahead and mirror the four and a half for episode two. Okay. But episode three, I'm going to go ahead and just give a three. Okay. Just because it's like, it's not terrible, but like, we just kind of, it's a plateau. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it's just, okay. And then let's see what happens yeah. next. Like, I'm more interested yeah. in episode four than talking more about episode three. Right. Um, all right. So let's, uh, let's talk about the, the big thing to talk about. And is that, it the big thing? Well, I mean... Okay, in comparison to how most uh, Netflix movies are, or straight at Netflix movies are, this one's actually pretty, pretty decent compared. Although, as I see the uh, IMDb score, I might be proven wrong on that. Uh, uh oh. Well, it's not that bad. It's like a six point eight out of ten for them. Uh, but I, I, considering that, like I really knew nothing about this movie going into it. I just knew it was a big one. Ryan Reynolds was involved. Sean Levy was involved. Uh, Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Garner, um, and that it dealt with time travel and they were kind of working in lightsabers in a sense into the movie. Uh, that, you know, <laughs> it was going to be something to, to check out. And I even uh, with my Cinemark was because they did a kind of a limited actual theatrical release before releasing it to Netflix uh, and I had contemplated going out and seeing it, but I just kind of decided not to, uh, figured, ah, just wait till it comes out there and on Netflix and check it there. And, just um, see it. and in general, I was pleasantly surprised. It's not, let me be clear. It's not the best movie out there, but it was very enjoyable. I, I liked the comedy, uh, it's a little lighthearted. I was telling my sister-in-law and my brother that, you know, my nephew could watch it except for some of the language at his age. But like <laughs> the even the language isn't that bad. Um, but one yeah. of the things I saw it getting compared to and why some people were really liking it was um, the this felt like um, an Amblin movie. Um, all the like back to the future or last starfighter or not last starfighter or is it last starfighter i think it is last starfighter um just that it was just fun you know and like it was taking these wacky concepts and just not taking anything too seriously um, yeah so if you're not familiar with the movie we'll do what we've been doing with everything else and we'll just have it play on there over i'll put the trailer over there here. and uh 
you can go check it out on Netflix, but it is the Adam project. Um, and the, uh, premise of it is after accidentally crash landing in 2022, time traveling fighter pilot, Adam Reed teams up with his 12 year old self for a mission to save the future. And <laughs> much like, um, I said about the Obi-Wan show, even if this was like complete garbage, I probably still would have enjoyed it just for Ryan Reynolds performance. Um, well, it, it was, we see Zoe Saldana, yeah. you know, on the screen too. She's in it and she's also good. Yes. And you have Mark you know. Ruffalo. Uh, so mm -hmm. it's basically a Marvel movie crossover. <laughs> <laughs> Just about. Yeah, pretty you much. Yeah. Hulk, uh, Deadpool and Gamora all in, all in one film. Well, um, I feel like they've really kind of like found Ryan Reynolds, like, like niche. Yeah. Like he just does this like sarcastic, funny character just like perfectly mm -hmm. and he can do it in like every film ever and it just works yeah I, I, you know so he basically just plays ryan reynolds again in this movie and, and that's and that's one of those things when you have an actor who is comfortable doing that um also who puts his own stakes in the game because he's produced this like he's involved with it directly so it's not like oh i'm just doing this for a paycheck like no i'm putting some of my own money into this project as well um, right and like yeah if you see him in this and you go watch free guy yeah it's the same you know, it's director. pretty much the it's, same it's, guy you yeah know, but it, it is it is like just kind of that same just wacky kind of carefree go lucky type guy and that kind of dry humor and dry wit that he has with his delivery mm -hmm. uh and i'm thinking primarily like near the end when he's having his little uh scene with zoe well, the favorite line that he throws out there for me, just mm -hmm. hilarious. Oh, I don't know. It made me crack up, and maybe that's my dark humor, but he's like, she's like, oh, cute kid, and he's like, yeah, don't you just want to hold him underwater <laughs> until the bubbles stop? That was fantastic. <laughs> like, that is hilarious. It was, it was you know? really, yeah, that that's, was really that's funny. Right up, that's right up my alley. I was like, that is so funny. Um, and also, like, when he's uh, talking to him with the bullies, and he's like, you look him in yeah. the eye, and, you know, and you smile, and uh, then you... Then you drop down and you punch him in the private uh, swimsuit parts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it was just and it was just fantastic. Uh, overall, I just I really enjoyed the movie. I, again, uh, yeah, the plot is a plot we've kind of seen before. It's time travel. You're trying to go back, prevent something. You've got the bad corporate guy. That's kind of, you know, the reason why things are not as good as they are, um, especially. Right. Oh, I forgot to put this on loop. Um and, uh, you know, and, and not them not quite knowing that time has been altered for them in the future and then coming kind of to that realization, um, not to get like into spoilers or anything, but that's kind of just the premise of, of the film. And, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like really fun and some things that I, I thought, you know, oh yeah, this was easily predictable, uh, didn't turn out to be that way, which I actually have to kind of give them credit for because I'm like the easy route. And, uh, to give you an idea of what I'm referring to the car crash with, uh, okay. with the father, um, with Mark Ruffalo's character, you know, mm -hmm. just, I thought that that had been orchestrated because okay. of everything we're kind of given and yeah. you find out it's, it's, it's not, not. Yeah. you know, it, it is, just something that happens because it could have been very easy for them to just be like, Oh yes, yes. You know, and now and, we fixed it. And then yeah. we get the very, very happy ending, which we still get a very happy ending to it, but it's not the happy ending. You kind of expected that you expected. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you have something? 
Oh, no, I was oh, just okay. thinking about, like, Mark Ruffalo's scene there with um, Ryan Reynolds and, um, I don't know the kid's name, but 12-year-old Adam and, Walker's and like, what did, he, what did he call him, like, 40- or 30-year-old Adam oh, or yeah. something? I don't know. Middle-aged Adam. Middle-aged Adam, that was it, yeah. <laughs> But the scene between them, the final scene they have together, was just really good. And yeah. I just felt like, like, especially, of course, you know, not that the child actor is bad, but that Mark Ruffalo and Ryan Reynolds really did a great job with that scene. Yeah, and and kind of one of the, the central themes to the film is grief. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's not just, like, familial grief. There's, there's other factors of grief that fall into it. And um, talking about kind of those poignant scenes, because you're bringing the Mark Ruffalo scene up, uh, the scene between Ryan Reynolds and Jennifer Garner at the bar. Um, yeah. It was, that was, was good too. Very well done. Uh, although I can't see it kind of playing out in real world because I would kind of think that a single woman would be kind of like creeped out eh? immediately. Like, yeah. But, <laughs> but it was, it was, they both beautifully acted it, especially kind of him when he's getting a little teary about it and uh, kind of just, the one thing Ryan Reynolds can do really well is vocal inflection and mm-hmm. convey kind of, even when he's being comedic, like hurt and grief and pain and suffering, but being that type of character who's like, Oh, but I'm all right. Like I'm not really suffering, but then you can hear it. And his voice betrays that deep mm-hmm. pain in, uh, in him. Um, so yeah, you start off with kind of the the beginning scene of him stealing the jet and coming back in time, and then you know we get introduced to twelve year old Adam and uh, <laughs> who's horrible to his mother, who's doing yeah. nothing but but being trying to I'm be a good a mother. Jerk. Yeah, he's it, well, like, and that's and see that's one of the good things I really like about this is it, older Adam or middle aged Adam is like trying to impart upon his younger self like you're a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> do know? better yeah you know like like god you gotta understand like you're she's hurting and you're hurting and you will regret this later on i know for yeah. sure yeah um and i kind of like this whole thing with the plane because like he's injured when he lands and the, the the plane won't let him work on it while he's hurting and so yeah. he uses his uh you know younger, younger self, self to be able to access the ship um, now one of the things that did bother me in this film, uh, for the most part, CGI is, is pretty decent. Um, you know, nothing too special, but the part that really bothered me, and I know that this was a point of contention for some other people, cause I saw some people bringing it up in articles, the de-aging of Catherine Keener, um, in this film, when you go, when we go a little bit further back than 2022, uh, not to spoil anything, we do see a younger her and it, it's kind of like the, the Luke Skywalker at the end of Mandalorian season two. It doesn't look great at times. It looks passable, but then at other times it looks really bad. I don't know if you caught that. I I feel like if you're like intensely watching and paying attention, you'd pick up on it. But if you're like, you know, you're sitting, you're drinking your drink, you're eating your popcorn, you know, whatever you're scrolling on your phone. It's not an issue. Okay. So I was intently watching. So that's my fault. (laughs) (laughs) Cause I, yeah, I was like, if you're like (laughs) intently watching yeah, or if I'm like casually watching, I've got my graham crackers, you know, I'm like, you know, scrolling, Mm. you know, like, Eh, you know, it's not that big of a deal. 
But yeah, it was just one of those things where it's like you can tell like they they had a fairly decent budget, but they saved most of it for the fact the effects of the ships and the and the the batons. Right, and stuff. Uh, that's another one of those like you you know you've only got so much money. Right. Where are you spending it? Right. You know. Um, but yeah, it, it overall it was just it was very enjoyable, and I think again we are living in like a very contentious and um, dark time. That a movie like this, and I think why some people are liking it a little bit more, is for the fact that none of that's involved. It is purely yeah. just, hey, we're telling a, a fun, semi-family, time travel movie. Science Did fiction. this do better than Don't Look Up with with uh, J-Law and Leonardo DiCaprio? Um, I can't tell you yet because i know it just it did just like kind of like release this week um, yeah i'd just be interested to know because i did watch that one as well and it was a good movie but it was also depressing i don't know if you watched it i still i have not brought myself to watch it yet well I do you're intend. talking about like the the kind of depressing theme or you know so like that one definitely had a more depressing ending where right. this is definitely like an upbeat like sci-fi you know yeah. here we go yeah, it's time you're not, travel. You're fun, not worrying yeah. about uh, war. You're not worrying about global warming. You're not worrying about inflation, right. gas prices, work. It's just a fun like, hey, let's let's just tell a fun sci-fi story. And, and right, whereas don't look up is dealing with everything. <laughs> right, and like there's nothing with like you know woke politics or or there's no politics quite frankly, outside of evil corporate, you know machine Evil which, corporate overlord which like yeah. hey we know amazon we understand <laughs> you know we we know disney we understand every time i think about that i think about that uh is it a black mirror episode or no it's one of the um i don't remember what it's called on prime okay, okay? but it's based off of philip dick um oh, the guy uh, who wrote... electric dreams yeah yes did you watch the episode with about like production which basically it's amazon but they don't say it's amazon but i think about that episode uh, i don't when know I see stuff like that like amazon a, and google are gonna be our corporate overlords i had a hard time getting into that show um it was well it was difficult i watched that a particular few ep- a few of them well that yeah. particular episode is like there's stuff everywhere okay everywhere and the, there's people you know and they're trying to like get the the machine to stop making stuff and it's like you know, completely automated at this point, And there's drones that just bring the stuff, you know? So like, Oh, I might, I don't think I finished it. But yeah. That does sound. Familiar. I don't want to, I don't know if to give too many spoilers away, but let's just say once they get into the, once they break into headquarters, they find something they don't expect. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, haha, that's the, that's the twist and everything, right? It's something you don't expect. Well, and, uh, but no, when we think about like Amazon's going to be our corporate overlords, I just think about that episode a lot. What I'm one like, that, uh, you, that you would also kind of uh, enjoy and you know, I'll, uh, this will be one of the rare few, uh, Dr. Who, um, Chris Chibnall episode. Well, I don't think he wrote the episode. I can't remember, but what with the Chibnall era of Dr. Who, which is not great, but they did kind of that thing too, where like there's an Amazon kind of world and, you know, like the, the people that are working there are like slaves and stuff. And then someone's trying to break the system, uh, which was actually, I, I, I liked the episode because it's, it is kind of relevant and current to, to today. Um, 
but yeah, that, that's the thing with this, like with this show is, or with this movie is outside of that, there's no political themes. It's a theme about family. It's a theme about dealing with grief. It's about, yeah. you know, not changing things that are supposed to happen, but also changing things that happen that weren't supposed to happen in a sense mm-hmm. um, without giving too much away. I did like that scene too, where they're, where they're eating and they're eating in sync like yeah they've got their the food separated exactly the same i liked all of pretty much at the beginning when he comes back and meets his younger self i pretty much like all of that where he just like is takes the bat right away from him the kid goes to pass out and he just grabs (laughs) his shirt i'm like how many times did they do that you know scene did he ever miss and he hit the foam mat or whatever you know well, and like, yeah, that that one of the funniest lines too is like when they're you know talking, and he's like, "So, you know, do do we meet any girls in college?" And he's right. like, "Seriously, you know, we're talking about this, and the question you want to know the answer to is, do you get laid?" And he's like, yeah. "I'm not answering that." And he's like, "It does happen." <laughs> it's like, Come on, you know, of course, like a twelve year old, yeah, a twelve year old yeah. would be like that. But I that another concept too is kind of the time echoes. I I really like how that kind of plays out without going in the spoilers with the film. Um, mm-hmm. That was really cool too because it, it it again hits a little bit harder at home um, with with the themes with family and, and stuff like that. So I I just really enjoyed it, and I guess uh, I mean. There's not much else to really talk about it. I, I thought we'd be yeah, because we don't in. we don't want to give like right. too much spoilers away for it. Um, and it's I mean it's relatively new. It just went up on Netflix like this week or this weekend. So it's it's one of those things where like I felt like I've said some things that could be a little spoilery, but trying. Yeah, but to there's keep... still plenty. There's yeah. still plenty. Yeah, and and the nice thing too is it's like it's not too long and it's not too short. It feels like adequately paced and adequately timed. Yeah, this would be like a, if you do Friday night movie night, you know, mm-hmm. get your pizza, you know, and sit down and everybody watch this one. Like, it's, it's, it's not a good the, one. It's not the Batman length where you're, you know, sitting there for three hours watching a movie. <laughs> right. uh, there's right. really no, like, there's there were no moments I was bored. You know, mm-hmm. there I, I was I was very much like into the movie as soon as it started. I had to pause a couple times, but like that was to get a drink or get food. But that was a good sign. Like if I'm not really into your movie, I'll just leave it running while I go. Grab well, my drink, I can do it. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, so I yeah. was like, oh, I really don't want to miss any of this. And um, yeah, it just was uh, that line too. You know, you always said you wish you wish you met me when I was <laughs> when younger. I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, I have to give Walker Scoble like a little credit too because I think he wasn't perfect at doing it, but he was trying to do it too, where he was trying to act as Ryan Reynolds would act as a 12 year old. Like he was trying to do the same vocal delivery, uh, how Ryan delivers his lines as a 12 year old. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of tell at points it felt a little forced, but like, I got to give him credit because he's like, I am the younger version of this guy. And Mm -hmm. that's not going to change at any at any point like i'm always supposed to be this little smarmy little jackass um <laughs> of a guy and yeah yeah, yeah just... i like when he was like looking at him and he's like it's like we traded our muscles for a bra- <laughs> or our brain, brain for, for muscles, muscles. yeah because <laughs> <laughs> yes. he comes up with the like the one concept that didn't cross th- cross his mind at all um, yeah yeah it's just it was it's enjoyable it's fun uh everyone brings i think their a game uh to it um 
you know, and, and I also kind of like this little bit here too, where like, he's even able to recognize Ryan Reynolds. Oh as yeah. His son. Like, he recognizes him immediately. We yeah. don't have that weird, like, who are you? You look kind of familiar. He's like immediately Adam. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like he has the moment in the lecture, like as he's talking about the song and explain or the, the line and he's talking about it being actually a lyric from a song and you get that the gears are moving and then immediately it's like after the gears moved enough when he goes to actually talk to him, he's like, Adam, you know, mm-hmm. and, oh, yeah. it only took you 44 years to take, uh, take your son to work <laughs> to work. <laughs> fair, fair enough. <laughs> you know, that was, that was also great. Like there's just great fun lines. And, you know, talking about Mark Ruffalo, like he's a guy who I don't like as a person, like how he acts out in the real world. But I love Mark Ruffalo in films. Like I love when he, whatever film he's in, I typically will watch it because I really like him as an actor. I like how, how he delivers lines. I like the characters he portrays. I mean, he's basically Bruce Banner in this as well. So it's just, you know, a little bit Bruce (laughs) Banner, uh, just not Hulk Bruce Banner. And, um, you know, and that's the thing, like, I think a lot of people have that problem of separating an actor who is vocal out in the real world, like Matt Damon, uh, even Leonardo DiCaprio, um, you know, some people just can't isolate that and go, okay, you know, I don't like whatever their personal politics are or whatever they say. Uh, so therefore I can't watch their movies. I I've never been that way. You know, if, if, if I yeah, were that way, well, I couldn't watch this. I couldn't watch taxi driver. I couldn't watch, uh, <laughs> Django, you know, and, and like, that's the thing too. Like with Leo, I, I don't like the guy at all personally, but my God, the guy makes great movies. Yeah, I think we just live in a time where, like, I, I don't know. I feel like there is a correlation between the rise of social media and its, like, web into our lives and how the generations, like, after ours became so, like, ingrained into it that then everything must be judged. Mm-hmm. Like, I do know there was a study done that, like, this, what are they calling them, Gen Z, you know, I guess, or Centennials or whatever, oh, are like actually... Zoomers well, are actually more bullying than our generation was mm-hmm. like to each other. And they're supposed to be the tolerant group, but they actually did a study that proved that, like they're so much worse to each other than we ever were. Yeah, because of <laughs> the th- anonymity of, of social the, it, media. Yes. It's like when you give a person a mask, he'll tell you the truth, you know, like that sort of a thing. But dang it, where was I going with this? You threw me off Sorry. my train. My, I keep trying to remember where I was going. Uh, the study with... Oh, uh... yes, yeah, because I, I feel like before, in the before times, even just like our times, so we don't have to go back that too awful far, mm-hmm. okay? We're not <laughs> that old. In our, right. But you were able to do that. You were able to like, yeah, you know, we don't really know that much about this actor or whatever. Like you had to do some work too if you wanted to like be keeping up with people, like reading the magazines and every little article that they were in and listen to all their radio interviews and, and whatnot. Well, you don't have to work that hard to keep up with them now. Right. But now, because it's so prevalent and it's so in your face and because this this generation of people is so judgy, incredibly judgy, that it's like it's I always think about if you've watched The Good Place mm-hmm. when they're when they get to that scene where they're talking to the judge about the tomato. Like I wish like that could be like a thesis study for somebody <laughs> of like because they're talking about a person, a normal average Joe just walks into the store to buy a tomato. 
And all I want to do is just buy a tomato. But now you're making me think about, well, is it organic or not? You know, who are the workers on this farm? You know, do we know if they're approved or if they're all immigrant workers that are only making peanuts? And is it this or is it that or is it this and this and this? And it's like I've starved to death by the time I'm trying to figure everything out because all I wanted was a freaking potato who or owned, tomato who or owned, whatever it was. Who owns the store? Who's selling the right, product? Like, through everything who was the truck driver who drove it who was like you know an abusive husband or something right. like there's so much stuff that gets all attached to this tomato you know that then you lose you get negative points or something in the good place you know for buying that particular one right. and that's what society has really become because they're like well I can look up and see that you made a video where you said something really stupid 10 years ago when you were 10 years younger and really immature and now I must judge you for it now and it's like but irrelevant right. of the past 10 years or how much you've grown or changed and matured as a person. But you did that 10 years ago. You did that 20 years ago. Like we have to bring everybody to the mat for every dumb, stupid thing you've ever done as if nobody has ever done anything dumb or stupid. You know, like, and I'm going to be clever here and I'm going to tie that into this movie because that's, right. that's his central thing too, is like where I came from and he's cause he does judge himself. He judges yeah. his father, and then it takes the younger him to be like, so you don't remember this. Oh, yeah, yeah. he did that because he didn't want to spend time. No. No, I that's begged, not why. Yeah, I begged for him to buy it. And, yeah. it's, you know, it is that kind of thing of you, you've come so far, and then you you look back on, on the past with foggy covered glasses rather than rose colored glasses or dark Um, (laughs) dark angry glasses (laughs) and and you you don't take into account that people do grow and people do change and people do have their own opinions and that's why it's right now it's difficult for them to separate like actors from like the person their job from the actual person and like how much do you actually even know about that person anyway like you don't know them personally but yeah that's that's why it's in this day and age, it's really difficult for people to do that. And they're like, well, how can you do that? I mean, there's always going to be somebody who's going to say you're not enough of whatever it is. Like you say, Oh, I'm going to do, you know, I'm, I'm going to be vegetarian now and right. I'm making all these choices. Well, are you this? Are you this? Did you eat that? Or did you do this? Or did you buy your food from here? And you'll never be good enough for that extreme person. Who's always going to judge you for it. Like, and you know, this is the internet. Yeah. There's always going to be somebody and you will not be, you know, you're not as vegan as I am. You didn't do this or you haven't changed all of your clothes, you know, to non, you know, cruelty free, whatever items and things like that. There will always be someone. So even when you're watching movies like this and they're like, how could you watch a, a well, I don't know, throw in somebody's mm. name. How could you watch a so-and-so's movie? It's like, it's just a freaking movie. I'm just, life is complicated enough. To, to, even to go quote, buy that tomato. <laughs> to, to even quote the movie, like every, you know, ever heard the saying, every bully has a bully, like yours right. isn't doing their job. You yeah. know? Oh, <laughs> that's another thing. It's just because that popped up in my mind. Poor Chuck. He's like, shut what up, did Chuck. I do? What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're standing there, Chuck. <laughs> exactly. You're, you're there, Chuck. Uh, but yeah, it, it is one of those things. And I think I actually... You know, I wasn't even thinking about that in the context of this film, but this film is almost an example of that in a sense. You know, again, kind of going back in that revealing aspect for the Adams of going like he aspires to become the older Adam, but the older Adam kind of wants to get a little bit back to to him mm-hmm. in a, in a sense. Uh, and he wants well, to I fix feel like some he, of those things. He wants to get back to him so he can yeah, so he can change things right. Um, 
And yeah, it's it's just one of those things where it's like you look at the real world and go, well, if I'm not supposed to like this person's politics or what they say on Twitter or what they say on Facebook, I can't enjoy any of it. I can't just because Discovery is a garbage show because they <laughs> they over politicized it means I can't enjoy Picard because it's made by the same people. No, right. that, you know, like and yeah, yeah, there's some of those problems with Picard, too, but like not as pronounced. And I think that you come in there with that prejudgment and you go, well, because Patrick Stewart said something about this, about white privilege. Well, he's betrayed everyone at that point. And it's like, <laughs> no, that's one. He's just an older man who's trying to stay relevant, relevant and, you know, culturally safe rather than going up on the pyre. Cause we see, you know, like I, I think about all of the movies I own that, are Weinstein company films and you go and go, should mm-hmm. I burn all of my Weinstein Blu-rays and DVDs because of Harvey? <laughs> right. Like I hate what Harvey did, but they made some good movies. Like their production company did good movies. So yeah, mm-hmm. it is, it is one of those core things. And it, it, it's again, part of the reason this podcast kind of came around, whether we reach people or not, it's just nice to be able to talk about that and go, yeah, I can acknowledge Mark Ruffalo has some bad takes and he might have some, personal issues but put mark ruffalo in a film and the film looks interesting you got me like i'm, I'm going to see it because i like him as an actor ryan reynolds mm-hmm. gets a little bit more kind of like leeway because you never see him like talking on social media about le- trying to lecture anyone and no I think he's that, always just joking <laughs> yeah he's he's just the good guy like you know mm-hmm. it, he is just who he is and who he plays on camera i mean and he could as far as we know, he could be, could be a complete garbage human being outside of <laughs> what we see presented. But right. I think like that's that level of privacy actors should have. And maybe yeah. they shouldn't reveal as much of what they personally feel about things, especially when you get into that divide of you're a multi-million dollar actor. You own six mansions in six different states <laughs> and a house in, or a villa in France. And you How lect- in touch with reality are you? Right. And you want to lecture me about getting gas for my car to get to work. Like, you know, it, yeah. it's just one of those things where like, yes, at one point you weren't that person. You didn't have that multi-million dollars, but that person was far removed from who you are now. And I don't know. Yeah. What- you don't even, you don't even need that much of a, of a disparity right. because if you just, even if you look at like, not even the exact, I'm just thinking about like our work. Mm-hmm maybe like our great, great grand bosses or something. Like mm-hmm. even when you get to that far, it's hard for you to remember where it was when you were entry level. Yeah. Oh, and that's oh, yeah. not even anywhere near the tippy top of our organization. <laughs> right. That's just like what, two or three levels above us. Well, you, you think about, um, and, you know, not to get too in the weeds with what we do with our personal jobs, but we're, we're going through some changes with our systems. And it's like, we sit there and we go, yeah, we weren't consulted on this. And maybe <laughs> if you had consulted us, we wouldn't be having certain issues we're having because you look it at it. It would have gone a little smoother. Yeah, yeah. You look at it and go, oh, it's going to streamline a lot of work. It's a lot simpler, blah, 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 blah. But then when you get the people who are actually in the guts of the thing, they're going to go, uh, you didn't account for X, you didn't account for Y, and you didn't account yeah. for Z. And now we have to scramble to like make that work. To fix it and make um, it, yeah, make it work. But that's a weird ramble and tangent that you know <laughs> we managed to get off on, which, hey, I don't mind getting off on tangents. But uh, getting back to the movie, again, 
uh, and, and it's said it here a couple times with some of the critics, uh, little critics quotes, like it is kind of a throwback to Back to the Future and E.T. and kind of feels a little bit like a Spielberg film. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's just enjoyable. It's just fun. It's a good like even with sexual content, there's not that much sexual content in there. So you can easily watch this film with, I'd say maybe, maybe even a little bit under 10, but like pretty close to 10 and up with your family or your kids. Uh, You know, it's just, it's a good family movie. Would love to just like sit down with your kids, your, you know, Mm -hmm. your mom, your dad, and just watch it. And just allows you to forget about the world for about two hours. Um, So to kind of, wrap uh up this this uh very disjointed and, and <laughs> tangent filled review um I we were I, unprepared today <laughs> well me me more than you but uh uh to give a score on this i think i'm gonna land on a solid four um i mean not that the what i would dock points off for really take anything away from the movie i think i do have an issue with this particular scene because i'm like how does she not hit one tree <laughs> Like there were several times when she's like driving it in reverse. I'm like, you hit that tree, you hit that tree, you hit that tree. (laughs) Um, But like, yeah, just the thing that bothered me the most a little bit was the de-aging for Catherine Keener's character because it just didn't, it really looked weird to me. Um, But like you said, if you're not paying very close attention to it, you're not, you're not going to catch it that much. So yeah, if you're not like intently watching it, you know. Because I'm thinking about, like, my score, I would go ahead and say, like, four and a half out of five. Just because I'm thinking about it, like I said, like, if this is, like, you do Friday night movie night with your kids or Mm -hmm. something, you know, you you order out your food, everybody's sitting, you're watching the, but you're not, like, intently watching, you know, if you're scrolling through your phone, because maybe sci-fi isn't your thing, but your kids are interested, you, you know, that sort of a thing, like, four and a half, it's good, like you said, it's, you know, you, you get to, live in a different world for a couple hours and just enjoy it and have a, have a nice movie night. And I'm trying to think, I'm trying to re go through it in my head. I don't feel like there's anything like you said, and anything too bad for like, like you said, 10, 11. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is PG 13. So well, like, I but like a mature, mature 11 or 12 year old yeah. would, would like it. Like, I mean, my, my nephew is, uh, you know, six going on seven here this year. And like, I think I, as I said to my sister-in-law's like language is, you know, a little bit yeah. in there, but like, there's no F bombs. In fact, he actually stopped. He stops him right before he says an F bomb, <laughs> you know, yeah. so like, it's like, ah, no, not that. Um, but yeah, there's really nothing in there. That's going to be like, Oh no, I need, cause I, I, I don't know if you watched it. I don't really intend on seeing it. And I know my, my uh, sister-in-law enjoyed it, but like uh, that turning red on Disney plus, I know a lot of parents are kind of upset about it because it's talking about some, it's got some mature themes in it for a, I, a kid's I, movie. Well, I haven't like sat and watched the whole thing straight through. I have watched like a condensed version. Okay. And the thing for me is, is like, I feel like, yeah, it's a silly movie, but I think it's very obviously and I mean, like, I don't know how you could not know that it's about menstruation yeah, and getting your first period. Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, it's so freaking obvious. But, I mean, as far as, like, people have said they thought the movie was cute. But then, like, I'm like, I don't know how you don't realize that <laughs> like, yeah, cause when I you're watching it. Yeah, because I saw a lot it. of, like, parents that were very upset and very well, angry. Well, I, I guess it, it, there, there's also that difference in then, like, 
the parents, because you're older, you, yeah. you immediately see that. Whereas like the kid probably is not putting two and two together at all. Well, I can tell you, I remember seeing Shrek in the theaters and I did not get nearly half the adult jokes <laughs> when I saw it years later when I'm like, Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, like I know because you're, you're trying to write that humor in there because you know, parents are going to be seeing this and you want to get a giggle out of them and not to have them be like, Oh my God, I just sat through a, uh, an hour and a half Smurfs movie and it was all just Smurfs, 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 Smurfs. But you throw yeah. in a couple little jokes and innuendo in there. Um, and I, there is this kind of thing of like, I, if you're that concerned about it, or if you see parents kind of talking out about it, watch it yourself first, then make the decision. Yeah. Don't just blindly right. let your kid watch the movie if you're if you're that worried about it. Um, or if you feel brave enough to talk to your kids about it, make sure you have a discussion with them about the subject, you know? Just, right. Like it's not like that bad. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not the end of the world and it's, it's, it's not as bad as I think some people try to make it out to be, but in comparison no. to this film, like this has very little of that. Whereas like if you're going in as a parent and you're kind of concerned about any sexual themes, there's, one like, like one scene there's one scene and then some lines of dialogue like we talked about the the uh do i get laid in college line like that's <laughs> that's about it it's it's a lot pretty much just you know whatever and and uh just make sure you also don't have a mouth go uh mouth goatee or not ma mouth mullet mouth mullet, mouth mullet. uh because that was that was an interesting uh little bit of line but yeah i uh I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot more than, than what I expected. And I've watched a few of the net straight to Netflix films and they're not all winners, you know, and I don't necessarily expect them to be high level yeah, cinema. I have found that the quality of their movies is like way up from when like DVD day, mm -hmm. you know, oh, when yeah. you're like, Oh, this came at, this is straight to Netflix. Let me order that DVD on my next thing, you know, right. and you tap, tap, tap. And I'd watch some and I'd be like, this is crap. It's well, no wonder it went straight to, they got to justify that, <laughs> that price hike every year, I guess, you know, yeah. got to put it, put that money somewhere, but yeah, it's, it's it's I think it's very enjoyable. It's one that you just don't have to take it too seriously and you just have fun with it. That's that's mm -hmm. I, I just it was fun. Uh, I the comedy was great. And, you know, again, the movie might be complete crap to you, but you'll at least enjoy Ryan Reynolds performance. <laughs> right. You know? It's his again, just his him playing himself. He's kind of got that Will Smith um, factor to him where when you see Will Smith in a movie or if you see Denzel Washington in a movie, they're kind of playing themselves. Like just yeah. that character you're used to them playing. And uh, I, I really like that about him. Uh, he's very yeah, well, versatile. Even after, like after I finished watching this one on Netflix, I did go ahead and just do a Ryan Reynolds search to see what else of his was on there. You know, did so you watch, like, did I you watch free guy yet? Yes, I did. That's, yeah. That's a very good one too. Yeah, so I like added a couple in my list that were that were on there. Just be like, let's just watch some more Ryan Reynolds because he's hilarious. He, he delivers. He's so funny. Even even if you go back to the really bad Green Lantern movie, he's one right. Of the it's on shining, there. Yeah, he's one of the shiny parts about, about it. it. <laughs> I thought um, about it, but I was like, do I want to do that to myself again? I went to the theater to see that. I did like, see it in theaters. I didn't hate it as much in theaters as I did once I watched it like at home like later several times. yeah. And yeah. go, yeah, there there are problems with this. Yeah. Film. 
Right. Um, and none of them were Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> you know, uh, it was a lot of other things that went on with it. But yeah, I, it, it just, I have to recommend it. Uh, it's definitely a highlight of Netflix films. Um, you know, if you're really kind of like not sure about, mo- and you know, there are surprisingly enough, like, I mean, a lot of people like to crap on Netflix and I, I do occasionally when it comes to their programming. But um, when it comes to some of these movies, they have some ones that like, even if they're a lower budget, um, they're pretty good. I'm trying to think of um, the one I really liked and I'm not a huge romantic comedy guy, but uh when we first met, I believe, is the movie with Adam Devine and uh, Alexandra Daddario, and it's time travel in a sense as well, but more uh, multiverse type thing. Uh, and it was really enjoyable and really cute and funny, and just like you know, no one would take it seriously because it's straight to Netflix. Netflix, yeah. If they keep up this well, level of quality, I think uh, I think you'll see start seeing a turn. A turn for for more yeah, for better. better. Well, I had to look up the name so I had it right, but yeah, if you want another Ryan Reynolds one, that's good. If you watch, if you haven't watched Red Notice, watch that one. I, that's actually with, one I have not watched yet. Yeah, with Dwayne Johnson and Gal Gadot, mm-hmm. that one's good too. So he's in it again, smarmy, hilarious, yeah. smart jerk. <laughs> I might, I might have to put that on tonight after after we get off. Yeah, it's here. good. I, it's good. Um, but yeah, I, I. I don't have anything else to really say about it and i don't know if we have any anything else we want to talk about um, any wrap-up topics well we did watch the it you know just like a little easter egg for everybody we did watch the trailer for um miss marvel yes uh i've i've got some thoughts on that and you know what since since you brought it up let me pull it up well here. i i have seen like a vast array of people of like upset about things or liking things and i'll say first off this is not a character i'm familiar with whatsoever i know that she's a newer character and i know that stereotypically or stereotypically or conventionally or whatever in the comic she has like basically mr fantastic powers and big in powers so stretchy powers she is well, uh oh go ahead finish well i was just gonna my one comment i wanted to say just like just to get it straight out there was that, again, that's my level of familiarity with the character. And then watching this trailer that we have on there now that you could still no audio. Um, my first thought was, number one, it looks like they're changing her powers so that they look similar to Monica and they look similar to Carol. Like, I feel like they're doing a thing where they're trying to have them all have similar-ish energy, sort of-ish based powers so that it makes sense when they're all in the movie together in the Marvel's movie. That yeah. was my thought. That's my only thought. So, um, yeah, she's uh, she's in the comics because, like, I I can say that, uh, and you know, people can hate me if they want, but like, that's my big problem right there. Uh, the bracelets. Um, it, I heard so, somebody say they think they're nega bands. Well, and yeah, that's potentially. You know, that's again, this is what's what's going to be my problem with it, because I uh, picked up the first run of when they introduced her. She's an inhuman. Mm-hmm. And I really well, enjoyed that her. right there is why they're not going to do it. it. Right. So she's that's, inhuman. That's the problem, because they they don't want to do inhumans. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he's not gonna. Right. He's not gonna. Well, that's yeah, that's because of all the, you know, backlash or with between. Yeah. So like as soon as you said that. 
oh, she's inhuman. There's 100% they're not going to do that. Right. Um, so, you know, she's an inhuman. She has polymorph powers so she can embiggen, she can stretch, you know, all that, all that stuff. Um, this actress, I don't think she'll be bad, but she's not who I envisioned playing Kamala. Um, because I, I, I don't know. I just, she either looks a little too young or just, I, I don't know. She just doesn't quite fit it for me. What I envisioned, uh, you know, an actor playing a role. Now I'm not saying she won't be good because she does look to be conveying a lot of what I would expect Kamala to convey when it comes to emotion, mm-hmm. awkwardness, uh, and being that kind of uh, teenage uh, super fan. This is why way back ago, um, I, when the Marvel uh, Avengers video game came out, I was like, Kamala is kind of you, like super fangirl <laughs> a little bit. Um, like, cause she is kind of the modern nerd and, and fangirl. Like obviously Captain Marvel is her favorite hero. I know mm-hmm. some people have tried to cause a little bit of controversy because the actress playing Kamala apparently back in 2019 wrote a very scathing review of the Captain Marvel film. I don't care because... <laughs> because it deserved it, probably. Well, not only did it deserve it, but like <laughs> a lot of people had the same opinion. So I'm not going to have an issue with that. Now, as for the bands kind of giving her powers, I, I need it to be that she puts them on once and that gives her the powers and she doesn't have to have them on all the time. Like so far, okay, like she doesn't always have to be yeah, wearing them. Like they, whatever, when she puts them on and whatever radiation, negabands, whatever cosmic powers they give her, they mm-hmm. become a part of her permanently. I'll be okay, okay at that point, but I don't want it to be this contrivance of, no, she has to wear them kind of like the Iron Man suit. Uh, to be able to have access to her powers because I can see that I can you know I can be down with that I still think when you see the look of the powers though it doesn't does it not remind you of like kind of what we saw with like Monica and then because I feel like they're trying to do a sort of like a a theme you know and then like all their powers are similar-ish I do feel like it would kind of be weird to have Monica with like her powers that are you know energy and stuff based and Carol with hers and then to have stretchy girl like I do feel like that does kind of not make sense but it so, does look like they're giving her a little bit more also cosmic because like we saw her in the trailer yeah. walking on kind of those platforms of the energy, energy. Um, yeah so yeah it's it's I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic I know a lot of people of course are taking the whole route well she's uh, I, I believe she's Pakistani um, mm-hmm. and that like, oh, we got to fit that diversity and everything. But let me be, again, let me go back and be clear. I really enjoyed when they introduced her in the comics. I, I read until I basically, until I stopped collecting, I, I was picking her issues up every week. I just loved her, her character. I loved her being this, oh, I'm just a, you know, fangirl. I'll never become a hero or anything like that. And then of course, because of the Terrigen mist, now finds herself to have powers. So she models herself after Captain Marvel, who is her favorite hero, takes mm-hmm. on the mantle of Ms. Marvel, which, you know, we don't get that kind of legacy passing with, with uh, Captain Marvel in the MCU per se, but I, I'll be, I'll be excited for it. Um, yeah. Well, I think it looks good and yeah. it does. It, it's sort of, giving me that like spider verse vibes Mm -hmm. of like the cartoon style and stuff. I like that. They're kind of playing around with like a lighter, you know, like funny, you know, she doesn't seem as angsty as Spider-Man's an angst, you know? 
Especially after, all no, the way... especially after No Way Home. <laughs> right. But like they're kind of doing something a little a little little bit different, a little lighter, a little you know, it's got some funny, you know. At least that's what it looks like, you know, when we're watching and we're seeing the little heart bubbles on her face, you know, like So yeah, I that's know, I like just, I like the direction that we're going and what we see from, and then from here. I'm assuming like we're we're gonna get a lot of that in, in the show itself because I it's it's gonna be her doing the imagining, like him like right. you know, snapping his fingers, getting her snapped to attention. So when we get those little moments of like the hearts and the one hundreds and stuff <laughs> like that, that's all in her mind perceiving the things how yes. she wants to perceive it. Which again yeah. fits in line kind of with the character. And mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see the dynamic she's gonna have with her family because, you know, her family in the comics was very traditional and they don't really want her to be kind of especially in becoming a hero and stuff like that they want her to be a, a traditional pakistani girl and uh you know i think if they're going to do anything they're going to kind of do a little bit of the relationship they established in the marvel avengers video game where uh you know her uh, abu which i'm i'm assuming is her father uh don't get me wrong on that i'm not familiar completely with you know that culture or anything but i know that's what she called her in the uh, called him in the uh, video game uh i wonder if we're going to get a little bit of that dynamic there where he's a little bit more supportive like wants her to be cautious but also just be like you know hey be you you know Mm -hmm. and i think the costume is going to look fine especially with that image there on with her on the light pole like it it looks like it's going to be pretty well designed and that's the one thing i got to give phase four a lot of credit for because for the longest time the studios thought we can't have them dress up in the costume straight from the comic books. Who's going to take them seriously. <laughs> and now they're kind of going, people really want that, you know, mm-hmm. and we're really transitioning. Like, you know, just even with some of the art images we've seen of, uh, you know, Jane as Thor looks going to be like, it's going to be straight from the comics. Uh, her outfit in this looks like it's going to be straight from the comics. We got Scarlet Witch, Doc Strange, Spidey's even gone as far as basically going back to his original costume. Uh, so I kind of like this transition of going, actually, they can look fine. We, we can make it <laughs> right. We can make it look functional while also making it look directly like it is from the comics. Yeah. Well, I like the comparison of Wanda with like a very, very comic-y version of her outfit and mm-hmm. then bringing it to like, but this is like MCU real world in universe, what it would look like. Yeah. I like that. Versus because just it's her like, wearing yeah, a red jacket. Right. <laughs> Calling it done. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I kind of liked it because like Moon Knight, um looks fantastic like his costume looks great uh even with what they've done with the netflix uh daredevil show well uh, should i say disney plus uh daredevil show now um you know they did a utilitarian look for it but while also being fairly comics accurate and i don't know did you hear the uh the like the the reboot rumors for daredevil no i'm i'm just i don't know what's gonna happen with so, you know, some things might get rebooted. Some things I don't know if they were going to do it. Like, so it, it really depends on what they mean by reboot. Like, do yeah, you like, mean are you just relaunching a season one? You know, or are you going to are you rebooting it in the sense of you're picking things back up at from the end of season three of Daredevil and right. post No Way Home and all that stuff? and moving his character forward that way. Because right. I, I think like people initially just hear reboot and they go, 
oh crap, like it's going to be, they're just going to change yeah. everything up. And I'm like, eh, well, if they were going to do that, they would have censored for, uh, the, the Netflix shows when they came over to Disney plus and from all reports, nothing's been censored. So mm-hmm. I don't think that they're going to go, yeah, yeah, we moved them to Disney plus, but they're still not going to be technically in continuity. And we're just going to start, you know, over, I think they're going to be like, okay, we've got our blueprint. These things happened. Now let's go ahead and just kind of start anew, but have that be part of the legacy and history for the characters moving forward. Like the events that happen, happen. Um, and I saw one other, I, this was like a fan art thing. So I don't think it's actually true, but like for armor wars, like that they were going to have John Barenthal as Punisher in it and having a Punisher Iron Man suit, like, which would be really cool to see. But I, I'm like, I think that's a little wishful thinking. Um, but yeah, I'm really interested to see how this is going to be. Uh, like I said, I'm not, I, she, the actress doesn't look how I would envision Kamala to look in live action, but I'm not going to hold that against the show. And I think she will still do a good job um, yeah. because everything else like that she portrays within the scenes we're seeing is Kamala. So like, you know, I'm not, I'm not too worried about that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's about all I got to say about that. I don't know if you got anything else to say about it. No, it, it looks good. I'm excited to see it. And I'm, I'm so interested with this phase of how we're doing more shows than the movies. Yeah. Like, I feel like we're getting a lot of good content and, and how they're all connecting together because we know eventually she will be in the Marvel's movie. Mm-hmm. And then we got, so uh, I, go ahead. Well, I was just, I feel like this is a really good way that they're like hitting a stride with these, that this is like almost the most perfect way that they could introduce new characters, let us get a little bit attached to them and then bring them into a movie instead of us having to like suddenly fall in love with a character in an hour and a half or whatever, you know, and have no other time with them whatsoever. And and cram in an origin story, you know, Mm -hmm. and like that's, that's the thing, um, I think I, I'm pretty sure I've said this to you, I've, but I've said this for the longest time where I see shows like this being the future for the, the superhero genre. Um, if you can kind of bring a movie style budget to even just a six episode, maybe 10 episode max season. Mm-hmm. So you can, you know, not have to spend all of your budget, uh, you know, or figure out how to spend a more finite amount of budget for that many episodes but this is the best way to tell more complex stories, to give us more character background. Just look at Hawkeye. WandaVision's the biggest one because WandaVision yeah. was able to show us a lot more of the dynamic between Wanda and Viz and also fill in gaps that, you know, people were always like, well, how did they just all of a sudden are kind of a couple by, by in-game? Infinity War, Infinity yeah. War, and here we go. We get like a, a scene that we never saw in civil war um, mm-hmm. or uh, actually it was pre civil war post age of Ultron where they have a moment and you're like, okay, those were the seeds. And now we can understand uh, in retrospect how that well works out And the shows allow this like Hawkeye got more character development in uh, six episodes than he got in six movies, you know? Right. So, uh, and introduced new characters and new concepts and, and brought characters back. And, uh, you know, um, No Way Home does such a great job, but you also have to worry about how do you fit in all of these characters 
and worry about your story feeling too jam-packed or overloaded. Like that's kind of my worry with uh, multiverse of madness is like, you've got all of these potentials and you've got all these things you're setting up and like, it, it could be really great, but you've, you're setting it within two and a half hours, three hours max. How do you not, you know, cram it and make it feel bloated or uh, forced or, you know, no one gets the right amount of screen time. Right. So now I'm wondering if we're not going to get a total, happy ending wrap up with that movie too oh, I don't because think we, we have the shows yeah i don't think like, we will it's not going to be uh oh we've completely solved the problem i feel like it's going to be like uh the little dutch boy with his finger in the dam like mm -hmm. we put our finger in this one hole and as like we're watching the cracks yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're watching the cracks and stuff and going oh no yeah well and and we know we got king coming you know at some mm -hmm. point with with ant-man and wasp so it, yeah. it's i think these and this this is the other thing too that i think it does a really good job is keeping you interested in the lull time between movies because like mm -hmm. we'll, we're gonna get uh moon knight to kind of carry us through basically till we get to multiverse of madness and then we'll have this carry us through to maybe uh whatever comes after that if that's uh thor love and um, thunder yeah. i think yeah yeah that one uh, and then we'll have like another one, uh, She-Hulk by that point that might get us to uh, uh, Black Panther 2 or whatever the next lineup is and so on and so forth. So, you know, it's it's also a smart move because you can go, well, we can still tell stories set within the timeline and in the frame and keep people interested rather than, OK, well, now I got to wait a year and a half till the next movie comes out and then I'm going to forget everything that happened prior where this kind of keeps everything kind of fresh for you. Um, I still kind of also hope that at some point they will release these all on physical because as me being kind of a physical collector, I would like to get these and, and have them as part of like my actually, collection. Yeah, yeah, actually have the Blu-ray or, yeah. Um, because... Yeah, I was just, I was honestly just thinking, I'm like, I was thinking about that and then like I can see my, my DVD, like where I have the shelf over there mm -hmm. and um, I'm like, hmm, because I'm thinking I don't have a copy of Shang-Chi over there. <laughs> like, I do. <laughs> yeah but i was just thinking about that and then I, when i thought about that i'm like i don't we don't we're not gonna have copies of any of these if they don't ever do a physical release so because i mean i would even want to do it for mandalorian and book of boba fett and all those as well yeah because then i'm thinking like do i do i continue to be a completist with my collection mm -hmm. do i need to bother if we're never going to get physical releases of these don't don't tell me about eternals for nothing <laughs> I wasn't planning on buying Eternals. Oh no, I did. So, uh, and that's you know, it's it's like that's one I, I got to revisit too to see if I have maybe a different uh, different take. Well, we on can it. revisit it when we oh, finally yeah. get there in our franchise review. Absolutely. So, well, um, yeah, there was a little extra added topic that we didn't originally have planned for this, so that's always good. Um, I think it's I think it's basically time to wrap things up here. You know, we're yeah, we're we're like what few minutes to eight yeah so we're, we're in just a just a smidge early but uh we hope hey. you guys, uh, <laughs> especially with as uh kind of uh quick and rushed as as i was getting everything set up for this you know because i was like i said i was gonna be the lazy one and be like nah we're not doing one tonight so uh <laughs> You know, yeah, I'm um, I'm really excited for everything. I liked all the stuff we talked about. I'm looking forward to more Picard. I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, the uh, Obi-Wan show. Looking forward to Ms. Marvel. 
definitely go check out Adam project. If it looked interesting and if we talked about it, sounded interesting. Um, and (laughs) if we uh, beat it to death, yeah, we, well that, or if we, (laughs) if we tangent it to death, you know, uh, but yeah, uh, I think that's going to do it this week. Uh, thank you guys for, for tuning in, whether it was during the live stream or listening to this on, on demand afterwards. Um, we're going to try to keep doing these on a regular basis. So, you know, I will have try. to force myself to, to be more proactive and, and uh, work uh, work hard at doing things better because I got a new mic I plan on getting, a new board I plan on getting. I got to learn more stuff with OBS. I'm going to try to reach out to some people to create some better overlays for us. Uh, so, you know, we just continue to plan on improving things. But, you know, if, you, if you're watching this on YouTube, whether – now or or in the future if you wouldn't mind leaving a a like comment share subscribe all that youtube jazz you know follow us on facebook on twitter i know we're not really active on those because i don't have time to be super active on them um or subscribe on the uh, audio versions we're on itunes um podbean basically wherever you get your audio podcasts and uh that's uh That's going to do it for us this week. We will talk to you guys next time.